Welcome to Unfiltered Insights, where we find the meaning in the madness. Join us as we explore a range of topics that reveal our understanding of the world. It's a journey towards fostering empathy, compassion, and awareness through thought-provoking conversation. And welcome back to another episode of Unfiltered Insights. Let's begin this topic right now. I'm not gonna I'm gonna skip the introductions. More day. This is me and G. We're here. We're here. Hi, 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 hi. Me, say hello. Hello. <laughs> so I was looking. Uh, I, I was looking at my notes, and I'm, I'm, I'm like going with the whole cliche move. It's like, yeah, throw away the notes. We're not going to do that. So mm-hmm. because I'm more curious about a situation that my friends got, and okay. it's he is separated from his wife right now. Like they're still together and everything, and. It got me thinking not only about my past, but other people that I've seen in my past. And I wanted to ask you, me, uh, is separation something that can save a relationship? Because there is a point where you got to there. I didn't want to say point and point. There is a certain stage that you got to that point that about separating so a lot of people that i've seen either when they get there they just like yeah no cut and dry let's go everybody goes their own way but there are some people that separate Mm. and i guess you know depending on you know each person their stage in their life their way of thinking whatever it is going on with them there are people who have the patience for that and for like I, I, i mean there's a million specifics about these kind of situations yeah can having what they call like let's go with the whole friends thing we were on a break can having (laughs) a break actually save the relationship maybe (laughs) elaborate elaborate love the answer elaborate yeah yeah i i think that it's possible right however it depends on you know the people involved You know, what are you made of? What are you willing to do? How much discomfort are you willing to tolerate? Are you open truly to the process? Do you see the good in it? You know, I mean, there's so many factors because I've seen so many people that do it reluctantly because they think, well, this is the only way that I can, you know, save this relationship. So I'll just do it because they're insisting on it and I can't just stay in the same place with them. So I guess... You know, they're not really doing it because they believe in it. They're doing it because I feel like I have no other choice. And I'm just kind of going along with this. You know what I mean? No, I completely understand. It's just uh, the realities of of psychology, life Mm. and everything. It's like, yeah, I'm being forced to do this. Yeah. It, to me, it's a little sad when it, when you do go like let let's say for a, a marriage that's been going on for years, and you go like you how did I reach a point where I go like yeah, I guess so. Trying to work it out with mm-hmm. somebody else, it's just it's a, it's a little sad to kind of yeah. like it, to, to say that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I guess in a way, I can see it like one person having you know that decision, still believing in it, while the other one isn't. Then vice versa, or we get, or we get. It really, I know there's a lot of factors about about doing that, but it can. Let's say for for you know for argument's sake that this separation is done by two people that you know that realize that maybe just taking some time apart 
is 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 better. They're not officially broken up. They're not officially divorced. They're still technically together, but let's say they're both willing to yeah. just separate in order to whatever effect they want. In this case, obviously to save the relationship. Yeah, that, that's what I call the separately together. <laughs> you know, where and it's a it's a huge it's a huge change and it's a difficult transition to make. I mean, I even for the best intentioned willing participants, it's difficult because mm-hmm. there is a sense of insecurity that comes from that separation that you're not used to having with that person. Yeah. You know, so I I've known some people that have done it successfully and not so successfully. On the one hand, they they had a deep discussion about the purposes of it, what they were each hoping to get out of it for themselves and for each other. They had a very mature conversation about it. And they're still working on their relationship to this day. They're still nice. working on things. Mm-hmm. And it's been several months. And they're, you know, I only talk to the one person consistently. And they were saying, you know, that at first, they weren't a huge fan of it. it. They felt super insecure about it, but they're starting to see more and more benefits from it. And from there were being times separated from being separated. Oh and goodness. yeah. And there was a point where, you know, something happened because there's still things that they're working on, still trying to hash out. And they were relieved that they had their own space to go to afterward. Hmm. And so what's the future is going to hold for them. I don't know. But perhaps this is a gateway to that. I know of some other people that it's not going well, but one person sees it as beneficial, whereas the other person does not. They are not communicating any any sense of benefit whatsoever from it. They take it as like an insult that okay. they're being asked to be separate. So it's it's two very opposing views on the whole thing. And the willingness of both parties to listen, to understand, to really, you know, make sure that you're understood and that they're understood and then working through that, holding yourself accountable, all of these things and being able to to talk about your thoughts and feelings truthfully, openly, honestly, and not just throwing up your hands and giving up and horribleizing and kind of becoming fatalistic and saying, oh, you know, I guess I'm just a total piece of shit. And, you know, if you're being confronted with something that's a problem for the partner, if you want to have things work out, you have to talk about this stuff unless you want to go right back into what got you to where you're at. And I guess that at that point, then my God, it's like, I always land in the, there's a million and one factors about mm-hmm. all of this and it, it really depends on each side but i can see how you know the separation can help in some way maybe like mm-hmm. you know each person grows in their own way or maybe they can reach a a point where they can actually get back together and actually make a com a, a constructive conversation in order to reach you know togetherness again so yeah. it really depends on the person but it, it's it's curious how many factors are involved here because a mm. lot of people that's uh, to me it's a, a bit sad when a lot of people go like yeah even though we've been together or whatever uh, yeah i know that i'm not gonna get anywhere with you and mm. maybe the other person thinks the same way and it's just like cut and dry yeah everybody goes their separate ways there's others like you know you mentioned there's other successes where you know that separation helps or even yeah. a full-on breakup people grow their separate ways and maybe you know down the road they meet each other and who knows that spark that once was, mm-hmm. that was a new one. Yeah. So I, yeah. I, I love stories like that, but 
there's also the point of you know i, I here i go with like you know to each his own where you mentioned that person a, a person just giving up you know yeah I mean, uh so as the other one in the couple it takes two to tango you go like okay i'm invested in this you are not but you know i gotta you know go on on my own if you don't believe in us then um, i can't be the only one doing the effort to save it yeah yeah well and the reason for the separation that's another critical thing yeah. what's the purpose of this why is this the answer right mm-hmm. because in one situation it's you know i want you to be a, a responsible adult I want you to have to live on your own. I want you to pay your own bills. I want you to have to keep it together. I want you to stay sober, whether we're together or not. I want to know that you have that fortitude, right? So those are other things too, where it's like you, you can't necessarily do it in the same way within a couple, you know, because the inspiration for that separation might be I'm left holding the bag. I'm the one yeah. who's responsible for everything. I'm paying all of the bills. I'm doing all the things. I'm cleaning up the house and I'm not getting the reciprocity from you. And so instead of continuing to do that, I am going to suggest that we take a break. You go live on your own. I want to be able to see over an extended period of time that you pay your bills, that you clean your house, that you do your own laundry, that you're taking care of yourself, that you're staying sober, whatever the case might be. Because if you can't do that independently, then the burden tends to fall on me to help you maintain your adulting, you know, your responsibility, your accountability. And I see that a lot in relationships where it's like the dynamic is kind of a parent child dynamic almost because I'm constantly caring for you, but you're not giving care in return or at a level that is adequate, in my opinion. Yeah, and you can also have a mixture of different things about parenting. For example, like you can have a, a person who is having, let's say, mental health issues about X mm-hmm. or Y, and that is, you know, obviously pouring into the relationship, their behaviors or whatever. And then there's the other person who maybe doesn't know how to manage certain things in their life, you know, like like you mentioned, handling the bills and whatever. So I guess it's like a codependency kind of thing. Mm-hmm. which can go into a really awful territory for both of them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, I saw something the other day, I can't remember who it was that said it, but they said, if, if you're taking a break from your relationship, because you think that's what you need to do to save your relationship, he goes, just leave, just be broken up. Like, don't even do the separation. I think that's a bit too black and white. That's why I'm asking because I've heard that too. I was like, yeah, if you're having problems, it's been going on for X amount of time and like you don't seem to have an understanding. Yeah, just, you know, there's the door. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's like, come on, there's there's a reason that you two got together. So yeah. can an understanding be achieved? Yeah. Well, and I think this is where patience comes in, you know, because you, you mentioned codependency and if you want someone to get over the codependency or, well, I guess it's a co, so it's both of you in some way participating in the codependency. One way to work through that would be to have that separation where you're not living together all of the time, or maybe you're not in constant contact with each other. And sometimes as a result of that separation, that person, one or both people may end up just moving into new codependent relationships because they can't stand to be alone. Right. Or, 
they may end up they may end up uh, deciding to come back together, or they may just decide like once it's all said and done, they get their head clear. I don't want to do this anymore. Exactly. And so it kind of it serves a purpose regardless. I think if if that's the choice that the two of you make is to do the separation, it's serving a purpose. Just be clear on what that purpose is. Not magical thinking and not, you know, some sort of romanticized version of things. Like be realistic. Yeah. What is it that you really want to get out of this? What are the true benefits of this? And what are each of you going to do and continue to do to help ensure that those goals are achieved? And I don't think everybody is as strategic as that. It's just kind of this like, let's just separate for a little bit, get your life together. I'll see you when I see you, you know, or yeah. <laughs> we'll have a date night once a month or whatever. They aren't really talking about the clockwork that goes into making this whole thing run. You know, if you aren't talking about what have we been doing, where do we want to be? And then how do we bridge the gap? If you're not talking about that, if you're not checking in regularly, if you aren't doing that work, then you're going to fail. Yeah. And at some point, that's, I mean, that that's how I see it. It's kind of like a true measure of how much you feel about that other person. If you're yeah. willing to actually grow up <laughs> in a sense and actually yeah. be mature, then yeah, you know, it can also, it can also be a testament of like, you know, my feelings for you are, you know, that much that I'm willing to actually do the things that to me are uncomfortable. Yeah. And actually, you know, reach a certain point where, you know, I can listen to you, I can understand you, but also be better as a person, which to me, it speaks volumes of, uh, about the person. Yeah. Well, and the other part too, I know for, from my perspective, the thing that I want to see, whether it's my relationship or client's relationship or whatever, like I want to see that you're important enough to do this for. Yeah. If you make it all about the other person, then anytime that relationship seemingly fails or falls short, you tend to regress. Yeah. You tend to go backwards and you go into those old bad behaviors because the other person isn't hundred percent all the time. So if you're not doing it for you, it, that has to be part of the equation, in my opinion, yeah. for long-term change. I mean, so, you can use the other person as a motivator too. Sure. And, you know, and I'm not opposed to having that be part of the list of reasons why, or however you want to phrase it. Like I'm, I'm not opposed to that being part of that package deal. However, yeah. if, if it's solely, I'm just doing this for you, that builds resentment. Yeah. It doesn't usually sustain for long term. It becomes all about this other person. I'm not doing this because I think I deserve it. I'm not doing this because I think this is a good idea. I'm doing it because I want to keep you in my life. That to me sounds more manipulative than loving, right? I don't want to live without you. So therefore I'll just do whatever you say I need to do in order to do it, but I'm not invested in it. No. You know, but it, it, it's kind of sad because then, then you get, you do get into that manipulative territory yep. of, and which obviously, or, or probably uh, stems from insecurity mm -hmm. of, of you. Like I can't handle being alone. And yeah. it's like, yeah, yeah, if you can't handle being alone, then what are you doing with with, yeah, with, with another person? It's, it really, that, then it comes down to how much can, will you invest in yourself to be better for you so that you can be better for them? Yeah. Well, and something else too, that I think about is 
if you're so dependent on me for your happiness, for your ability to function, what happens if something happens to me? Exactly. How good of care can you really take of me if I'm not there to support you to take care of me? (laughs) You know what I mean? If you can't handle some of the basic up and downs, ups and downs of life and keeping on top of the bills and all of that without me there constantly guiding and pushing and doing all of these things, what happens when I'm down and out? What happens if something happens to me to where I can't function at the same level and I need to lean on you? Are you going to fail me? Because history is saying yes. Yeah. If you're constantly deferring to me, that lets me know that I can't count on you because you're counting on me. And that's an emotional burden. That's extra work for me to do that emotional labor that I'm putting out. And practically parenting too. Yeah. Can can you mommy me or be the father figure uh, throughout this whole ordeal? Yeah. that's, That's not the position that your partner should be for. Exactly. Exactly. But that's what happens a lot. And that's one of the reasons why people try to do the trial separation thing. Yeah. Just to see what happens, to clear your head, to get your shit together or not. And I think some people, like I said, they just agree to do it because this is what the other person wants. And maybe if I do this for six months, they'll, we'll just get back together. And they're not really invested. They're not really doing the work and nothing's really changing. And the relationship tends to die. And then it's permanent. See, now let, let me try to change the, the, the paradigm a little bit because we're going okay. a little dark with the whole. <laughs> <it's gonna be laughs> I'm trying to be a little hopeful here for the people that are actually attempting the, 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 the positive side or saving. Because I, I really believe in the people that, like, you know, if there's a chance that we got together because of a reason, we believe in each other, we're, we're our own best friends. I'm not saying mm-hmm. you, you know, that the, my partner is my best friend. And if we can be in love, oh, to me, that's like, life goal yeah. so um is there i guess it, it, i mean this is a loaded question and, and, a, and a bit difficult to answer but is there like a time for a separation that can happen that they can get back together or you know if too much time passes then maybe they just emotionally move on i mean like you're you're, you're obviously separated living there in, in in different places and who knows maybe somebody knew comes along that ride mm-hmm. so i guess i guess i'm can i'm answering my own question but i would just want to confirm with you it's like it really depends on each own to determine yeah you know we're going to invest you know this much this amount of time to actually make it work because life happens yeah and then and then at some point then you kind of realize yeah you know what i'm just gonna move on yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't like absolutes. So putting an exact timeline. I'm, I'm not asking for yeah. an exact timeline. And I, I, I guess, like I said, I'm, I'm maybe answering my own question with the whole, it really determines, uh, you know, it really depends on the determination of each yeah. home to see if this is worth it. Yeah. Well, in, in my opinion, it takes however long it takes. Yeah. And it's up to you to decide how long you want to do this. Because for some people within the first month, they're like, 
you've done nothing. I'm out of here. <laughs> Those are people that have probably been working on the breakup and toward the breakup for an extended period of time before this even happened. Yeah. And really, I, th- I don't think separations just happen overnight. I think yep. it is something that it's a slow boil, you know, something that it's just a slow burn, something that eventually it gets down to the point where it's like, I feel like I have no other choice. For some people, it's a soft breakup. It's a soft separation to lead toward the breakup. They've already made up their mind that they want this to be over, mm-hmm. right? And I think for some people, having this realization or this idea that maybe that's a possibility creates more insecurity within that separation, even if the person isn't intending to break up with them. But they have it in their mind. They manufacture this is what they're really doing. And maybe they're not really doing that. Maybe yeah. they really are just trying to do this because it's best for both of you because mm-hmm. they really want to save the relationship. And but, at, yeah, and at some point then, you know, for people like that, maybe that then they self-sabotage the relationship. They, just don't, yeah. they don't want to deal with the whole like, yeah, cut and dry. This is over. They don't know. How, and again, like I, I see, I keep getting a lot of many thoughts on this situation. But this mm-hmm. is why I know this is such a loaded question, not only for you, but for everybody. Like, let's yeah. say that you're at your coworker, your friend or whatever. To try to talk this at work. <laughs> it's a loaded question of people going like, yeah, it depends. And truly, that's kind of the yeah. answer. It depends. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. um, it uh, I guess, you know, if you kind of gave up on the situation in, in a way and then you self-sabotage the, the, the relationship to make the other person make the, the, the decision, that is also a possibility. Mm-hmm. But then you realize that, you know, the the extent of what you're doing when it actually happens. And like, I guess you, that person didn't intend for things to get that way. Yeah. But then when they did, it's like, then yeah, then what were you doing? <laughs> yeah. Well, and so and that's another thing, too where sometimes separation creates clarity. Yeah. You may not realize just how toxic the relationship is and how unhappy you are until you get out of it and you start to review things, you know? And you may have started with the intention of, I'm, I wanna work on this with you. I want us to be together forever, blah, blah, skippy, whatever, right? But after some time passes, you're like, I don't think I want to. Yeah. I, this this isn't what I want. I'm starting to see it for what it really is. And then you decide to make it a permanent thing. And the other person, a lot of times, will be upset. And it's like, you set this up. You're a liar. Da, 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 da. And so, again, I want to say it's not necessarily that. It could be. But yeah. I think sometimes people have the best of intentions when they propose the separation. It's just now my perspective is different. When you're not in the valley, you're on the mountaintop and you can see everything from a distance it looks different yeah you see things you didn't see before like and sometimes so, you can, sometimes you can only appreciate something for what it is when you're not mm-hmm. in it yep yeah exactly and so i i think it's important to take anything that's perceived as rejection to take this as an opportunity to see it as a lesson to learn from it and not be super like hard on yourself or hard on the other person. I know that sounds crazy, but be, and it can take time to get there. Cause it's not yeah. something you can usually do like immediately, like, Oh, <laughs> they just dumped me after five years. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I'm fine. It, it was such a lesson. 
you know, like, I don't think most of us are that, that high (laughs) (laughs) Uh, on the, uh, the, you know, whatever the Buddha scale or whatever, but I think it's important to be able to not internalize it and turn it into some sort of shame thing or a hatred thing or some super negative mood state because what's done is done. It happened. What can I get from this experience? I still want to mourn and it's okay to be sad, but I don't want to get depressed. I don't want to be raging. I don't want to be filled with anxiety and insecurities, right? There's certain things, the extreme emotions and, and thinking states, we don't want to go there, right? But you still want to allow yourself to process the grief. Yeah. And, and, it's and easy to, that, 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 that's the point that a lot of people stay. Mm-hmm. Like I'm using myself as an example. When I got my first heartbreak, it took me uh, like a year to yeah. actually recover. I was mourning. I was a wreck for yeah. most of the time. But it, 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 the point is to at some point take a step. Yeah. Just a step towards, you know, getting out of that. Because it, uh, to me, it's, you know, let those emotions flow. Let, you know, cry, rage, maybe a little. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do it in moderation. But, but yeah at least feel for it because yeah. then like because a lot of people and this were were a, a lot of problems start a lot of people go like yep no 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 i don't have no value especially at my age i need to be in another relationship or else something is wrong with me and they go in with the exact same problems that they did yeah. that led to the separation of with yeah. the person that they were they haven't done the work yeah. they didn't process and so I think it's so important to take a break in between relationships too, yeah. because otherwise, like you said, you just carry over the same stuff to every single relationship. So, and there, over the years, I have gotten to the point where after something ends, whether I was rejected or the, or sorry, broken up with, whatever you want to call <laughs> it, rejection isn't a dirty word. I'm going to use the word rejection. Okay. We're gonna go with semantics. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna go with rejection, the R word, right? So, but like, I can see it now differently than I used to. Where this mm-hmm. this isn't bad. This wasn't meant for me. I don't want to cling on to someone or something that has no interest in keeping me. Or even if they say they do, they don't show it, right? People that lack integrity. And I know that sounds also harsh, but if your words and your actions are not in alignment, then that shows a lack of integrity. And I I could also be showing a lack of integrity if I'm trying to hold on to a relationship with someone who doesn't really want me, doesn't show me that they they want to be in this relationship with me, but I'm professing that I want this long-term love, this, you know, unending blah, 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 commitment, yada, yada, whatever. If that's what I'm preaching, but I'm not living that, then I'm not living in integrity. You know? Yeah. And I think sometimes we don't see that. It's sad because that that uh, it, it, then at that point you kind of realize that, may, that maybe it wasn't a relationship. It was kind of like a like a one-sided kind of thing. Yeah. And then you were in there and then it's like it gets to each his own to actually realize, yeah, I have a lot more value. Then, you yeah. know, I could be somebody else's 10 that can actually invest in me. More importantly, yeah. can I invest in myself? Yes. That's the biggest part right there. Yeah. Investing in yourself. Because I, I don't think enough time is spent really doing that internal work, generally speaking. 
you know, and I, I think, oh, go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just going like it, it, it was all falls into like, so I guess the social norms. A lot of people believe that a certain age are supposed to be, you know, with a person. And mm-hmm. if I'm too old and I'm, al- I'm still alone, not married, no kids, no whatever. Yeah. And then start, they land in another relationship that fails and they land in another relationship that fails. Yeah. Well, and, and that was something I fought for a long time. Yeah. You know, I was supposed to be married. I was supposed to have this, that, and the third. Having a relationship was a status symbol. Yeah. You know, some people were going for cars, you know, fancy cars. I was I was wanting the marriage. I wanted the relationship. I wanted the title, you know, of girlfriend or wife or whatever. And I chased it for a long time. And it didn't do me any good. I just kept getting into relationships and trying to breathe life into a dead body. <laughs> me CPR and all the time and not even paying attention to my own wounds that needed attending, you know? So I really hadn't dealt with any of the stuff that was hurting the relationships and making my ability to choose a good partner, a healthy partner, a good match for me that was hindered by those wounds that hadn't been attended to. And that's why I decided to take a break from, doing all the dating. Yeah. I was really tired. I, I just, I was completely at my wits end with all of it because it just seems like I keep ending up with all these people that just aren't good for me. Yeah. And my boundaries were getting better, but they weren't quite there yet. My assertiveness was getting there, but it wasn't quite there yet. And so that's when I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to spend this time focusing on me and the things that I want to do, the insecurities that I have, etc. And so I can help prevent some of those things from happening. And I, it's been great. <laughs> it's been very peaceful. I never, I, I couldn't have imagined if you would have told me, I don't know, five years ago that I would be going on a completely, you know, like solo journey. I would have been like, no way, no way, you know, or that sounds nice, but I don't see that happening. What happened? (laughs) You know, like what happened to me that I decided to do that, you know? And, but it's, I think it's a good thing. And I I think it can also be addicting. I think that there's, you know, and I don't know, I'm not anti-relationships. If people want to have them, go for it. I'm just not in that camp. There's benefits. There's the benefits. See, for me, it was, um, it was a really hard break. And, uh, it took me a while to recover from it, but slowly I began to stand up again and yeah. actually make my moves, you know, like for, for person, for career, for everything, Just completely detaching from you know, like everybody that, that, you know, was not good for me actually investing in myself. And it, it's a, it was a really difficult road. And I'm not saying I got to the goal, but I'm walking. I'm walking, yeah. of just, you know, on the corner crying, which there were many nights about it. Or falling <laughs> yeah. asleep crying. Yeah. Comfortable sleep. You, dr- you sleep and dream hard. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's a painful way to actually fall asleep. And in, 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 what I'm saying is like, yeah, allow yourself, you know, to have those feelings. Because you don't want to show up to whoever comes next with those. Because then you yeah. end up, you might end up doing the worst mistake ever. And it's talking about your past relationship with a possible new opportunity. Mm-hmm. Why are you doing that? Why are oh, you doing that? I, I, 
I was, I've been on dates like that <laughs> where all they did was talk about their, their previous relationship. Yeah. You know, and there was a time and this is kind of pathetic. Um, but <laughs> there was a time when I had encountered people like that and I wanted to love them better than the other person. I wanted to help them heal. I thought, you know, in my own delusional mind, I thought somehow this could be a bonding experience for us because I could open them up to things that they didn't know were possible in a relationship. Like I really, I was my own hype man just tell myself like, Oh yeah, we can do this, you know? And ultimately it just came down to, that's not my work to do. Yeah. That's not my work to do. I'm not here to, to help you get over your ex. That's not my job. If you're not over your ex, that's for you to work out. If you're not freed up enough from that past relationship to be able to start a new one without them being a constant topic, without them being on your mind all of the time, without you, you know, missing them, crying over them, et cetera. Maybe this isn't the time for you to be in a relationship. This is a time for you to be in counseling or coaching or something like deal with that because otherwise I'm in a relationship, not just with you, but with them too. This is the, the part third where person. Like, yeah. There, there's a third wheel that you didn't know. It's like, yeah, <laughs> it's the, the reason that you go like, Oh my God. Like, yeah, I, and that's when, you know, problem starts and you go like yeah i'm babying this person and it, it's interesting the way that you worded it because th then it lands me on when is it possible to have mm -hmm. a responsible adult healthy relationship that begins with trauma bonding ew that's just <laughs> icky well because okay so the trauma bonding the way i understand it and not everybody uses it the same way my understanding of the actual definition of it is i i like let's say i'm the abuser because this is an abusive relationship where i traumatize you and then we can make up afterward and we bond with the hot and cold, the off and on and all of this stuff. Other people say, I have trauma, you have trauma. Let's talk about our trauma and bond over the trauma. That's so, the one I was getting. At. Okay. So that's something else instead. I mean, because my understanding of the actual like meaning of trauma bonding would be someone's being traumatized and then there's the makeup after and it's the hot and cold off and on manipulative. These are usually yeah. like narcissistic you know, relationships yeah. and I'm getting at through life, you experience trauma in one way, I experience trauma in one in another way, and then you just come together. So when you come together, well, and chances are, if you're meaning it in the way that I think you are, you're traumatizing each other. <laughs> right? Because you're saying I'm bringing my baggage, you're bringing your baggage. Your baggage. We're both messed up. We are ill prepared for this relationship. We're not really listening to understand. We're fighting frequently, right? It's just a lot of big emotions. Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Because that just sounds toxic. <laughs> <laughs> that just sounds like a really toxic relationship. Yeah. Yeah. That it, it, Again, well, it's like, it's like my catchphrase in the show. It's, it's just sad. It's just sad because like I've heard of other couples that just get together with like they've been uh, screwed over by somebody else or mm -hmm. somebody else has been screwed over by their parents or a friend or whatever. And mm -hmm. they, you know, they found that common ground and got together. 
Yeah. Well, and and so for me personally, it's kind of funny that we're talking about this today because (laughs) just yesterday I was thinking to myself that (laughs) this is going to probably sound weird, but if and when I do decide to go back out there into the dating world, I want to find someone with the appropriate amount of trauma. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. It's okay. I mean, we all got some. We all got some. Well, because some people have lesser degrees, lesser in severity. Uh, they don't have a deeper understanding of trauma. So even if you don't have the, the same depth of trauma as me, it, having a depth of knowledge and understanding and empathy is important. Because I've met some people that were relatively healthy. You know, their mom was mean to them sometimes or something, you know, minor. Right. And it's not that it didn't suck for them. It did. Relatively speaking, you know, hell is relative. Right. Yeah. So what's awful for you is not necessarily awful for me. It might be like, I'd rather have had that than the stuff that I dealt with. Right. Mm-hmm. So but having having that level of understanding is really important to me. So being able to share those trauma stories and have and just knowing that this person gets me, I don't have to over explain it. I don't get the question mark looks on the face. I don't get the oversimplification of it. I don't get the immediate rescuing thing because that's what a lot of times people do. They try to shut it down. They try to encourage you. They they don't sit in the discomfort with you. Yeah. They don't give you space. And I don't like that. And it's not to say that people that have experienced, you know, big trauma, you know, are just instantly empathetic and able to listen. It's not saying that. <laughs> so but, but that's why it's important. So regardless of who it is and what their experiences have been, if you don't have excellent listening skills, you know, if you don't have a deep understanding of trauma, whether it's because you've been through it or you've studied it or whatever, if you aren't able to sit with me in my discomfort and allow me to experience it and you experience your own, you know, <laughs> empathetic moment with me experiencing yeah. my trauma, then I don't, I don't want to be with you. I, I, I don't know if that makes sense the way I'm phrasing it, no, but. Like put in, put in my baggage on your baggage and we create an even heavier baggage. <laughs> yeah. Well, but I mean, no, it's, it's about release. Yeah. It's about release because if I can share with you my trauma and be able to trust that you won't do anything bad with it, it won't come back to haunt me. You are going to be like, oh, here's your daddy issues again or something. You know, like if I can trust you. That's not cool. Yeah. If you, if, but if I can share with you the, the deepest, darkest parts of my life and my existence and you still love and accept me exactly how I am and it doesn't come back against me, that builds huge trust. Yeah. That lets me know that I'm safe. And that helps heal those wounds of every time someone betrayed my trust by doing something bad to me and traumatizing me. It's just scary because, I, I, and that at that point it becomes a trust issue. Yeah. Because you don't know if you know that will be used against you in a future argument. Or in yeah. A future well, that's that's why vetting is important. Yeah. And we've talked about this before. Properly vetting a person is you don't you don't just spill all the beans. Yeah. You don't just go well. Here's my life and all my trauma <laughs> and all my dysfunctional ways. You don't just like blow it out and be like, either take it or leave it. You know, that's not necessarily the best way to go about it. Starting with small things. Let me see if I can trust you with some of the basic things. Yeah. 
yeah. just basic information. And if I can't trust you with the smallest of things, I certainly won't trust you with the bigger things. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think it's, it's a slow build, but I think a lot of people are in a hurry to yeah. get to that deeper part. They rush to intimacy, but it's not true intimacy. You're just oversharing with somebody you don't know well enough to be doing this with. It's usually a sign of bad boundaries. It's usually yeah. a sign of the work that hasn't been done yet. Or, or like we spoke earlier about the uh, social norms. Hey, let's hurry. Let's make the relationship. We're really together. Mm -hmm. We really are compatible. Let's walk the aisle. Let's have a baby. Let's keep going. And then at yeah. some point during that journey, you go like, yes, I'm getting to that stage. And when you get to any other stages that I mentioned, you go like, oh, my God, I don't like this person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and during during lockdown and stuff, a lot of people started to, to find out how much they can't stand each other. Yeah. Because you were together all the time. You didn't have any place to hide. You couldn't go to work. You know, you couldn't go to school. You couldn't go wherever you would normally go to be away from this person for an extended period of time. So then you were stuck in the house with them pretty much 24-7. And it's very revealing. Yeah. When you, because there's a lot of work that wasn't done during that time, there was vetting that wasn't done. There were ill-matched people that got together and stayed together for whatever reasons, whether it was social norms and peer pressure or just what? I have this fantasy in my mind that I want to fulfill. You know, so yeah, so I don't know. Vet people responsibly, yeah, and yeah. thoroughly, yeah, and yourself, and yeah. yourself. Yeah, doing the do the work, do the personal work, do the the vetting process, you know, and not holding on to something just because you've invested time in it. Exactly. You know, give yourself importance. Try not to yeah. like just because a lot of time has passed doesn't mean that that's the person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we teach people how to treat us. Yeah. So what we allow will continue. And a lot of times it'll get worse. Yeah. And so it's it's not about being mean. It's about having you be important too. Because I'll tell you, when I see someone who just lets somebody walk all over them, it changes the way that I look at them. Yeah, It changes my view of them. Just as I'm sure all the stuff that I, I let people get away with in my relationships change their view of me. Yeah. You so know, people I became... You go ahead. Oh. So, so people raise those boundaries. Those healthy boundaries are super important. That'll t that that will really show people how to treat ourselves. Because if we value ourselves, then we have to show people how to how they should value us. Yeah, and this all goes back around to the point of having a separation to save the relationship. Yeah, maybe that's part of a boundary thing. Maybe I'm not able to firm up my boundaries with you in my presence. You know, I, I would say 24-7. Obviously, most people aren't together 24-7, but I mean, maybe that's part of the process. I need to be able to build up my boundaries with you and vice versa. And maybe one of the ways that we can do that is through a separation. Maybe, you know, just, I don't know. I think it all just comes back around to what what's going to be the best thing for you. Yeah. And sometimes what's best for you, your partner isn't going to think it's the best thing and being okay with that to kind of wrap it up in a more 
that have known. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Please do. <laughs> what we're saying is, I know I'm that person. I know. No, it's I know. okay. It's okay. It, it, we're going back to the whole, it depends. Yeah. If both of you are invested in that this separation is necessary for you to get back together in a more positive way, by all means, attempt yeah. it. Try it. Have constructive uh, conversation ab about it. Who knows? Maybe it will work. Maybe it will yeah. create a better, a, a, a better union, a, a better marriage, a better re relationship. You know, it, it is it is possible. However, you also have to determine what is best for you. Mm -hmm. And it, remember, it takes two to tango. If the other person is not invested, then you know, maybe it's better to just go their their own separate ways. But it is possible. It is very yes. much possible. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So. We can keep going on this conversation over and over and see the many angles that we just wrapped it up in the whole, it depends. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> our time has, got, has really, you know, got there. We could continue here on and on and on. So look for us on, on, on social media we can we, you can get us with your own questions about many relationships uh, issues that you want us to discuss and we'll see you on the next episode this has been g and me see you next time guys bye, bye.